0: Live from the Merck Park, USA, I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. So glad to see you and me back in stride again. Our phone number, 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. All of our socials can be found at KBLA 1580. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Everything at KBLA 1580. Let me also invite you right now to download our app at KBLA 1580. Download the app and take us with you anywhere in the world. And listen to us in real time, but only by downloading our app right now at KBLA 1580. Should you miss us any day in real time, check out the podcast of this program by going to the app, the website, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, so many places to get the podcast of this program and listen at your leisure should you miss us any day in real time. But I am delighted to have you along with us live For the next three hours, you can also watch the live stream of this program right now by tapping on the KBLA TV icon on the app or by going to our YouTube channel. Let me also invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Tavis Smiley and get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. Another great show on tap for you today in our second hour, Ukraine is trending in the news once again, but this time for all the wrong reasons, not to mention That the specter of nuclear weapon use has now been broached. We will speak with U.S. foreign policy expert Phyllis Bennis about this interminable war in our two. In our third hour, a black professor has openly defied Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' law, the Stop Woke Act, which restricts lessons on race in the classroom. Recently, DeSantis rejected an advanced placement course. Let me say that again. He recently rejected an advanced placement course in African-American studies, claiming it was contrary to Florida law and significantly lacking educational value. Those are his words, that the course, an advanced placement course in African-American studies, was significantly lacking educational value. We will speak with preeminent historian Dr. Marvin Dunn of Florida In our three, but in this first hour today, two conversations on the B side of this hour, a preliminary autopsy commissioned by his family reveals that Tyree Nichols had extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating after a fatal encounter with Memphis police two weeks ago, a beating which has been compared to the Los Angeles police beating of Rodney King 30 years ago. Since Nichols' death, the police department has fired five officers, all of whom were black. In addition, two members of the fire department in Memphis have been fired as well. Former LAPD insider, former LAPD sergeant, and social justice advocate Cheryl Dorsey joins us on the backside of this hour. And speaking of LAPD, uh, tomorrow an exclusive conversation on this program in our 11 a.m. hour, our final hour tomorrow, an exclusive conversation with the chief police uh, chief of police for LAPD michael moore michael moore comes live in studio tomorrow in our 11 o'clock hour uh for the full hour so make sure you check out the live stream tomorrow uh the chief of police will be in this chair i'm pointing to right now in our studio tomorrow for an hour uh to take some tough questions uh he is uh Uh, seeking has asked for a second five-year term you know how this works in la the chief of police gets two consecutive five-year terms he has to ask for the second and the council the mayor have to be on board with that so he's at that point now and the question really is does he deserve has he earned a second five-year term he'll take our questions tomorrow uh lapd chief michael moore in studio tomorrow 11 a.m to 12 noon pacific time our third and final hour, and then on Wednesday, while I'm at it, next Wednesday in our 9 o'clock hour, uh, the new sheriff, Robert Luna, uh, for an exclusive conversation. Uh, In this very chair, next Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. So uh, stay tuned to your favorite talk station for all these exclusive conversations that you'll only hear on KBLA Talk 1580. Tomorrow, Chief Moore. Next Wednesday, Sheriff Luna. But let's commence today's program talking politics with our chief national political analyst and host of our Sunday public affairs show, A More Perfect Union, heard Sundays on the 10s, Dr. Niko delai Corte. He is also co-anchor of Fox Soul's Black Report. Niko Delai, how are you, my friend and brother? I'm
1: doing well. I'm just trying to stay warm here in Detroit. It's snowing today, David.
0: <laughs> yeah, you I'm, got, yeah.
1: I'm, 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 I'm California dreaming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he says it's snowing today, like he like it doesn't always snow in Detroit. You can tell he's a California boy. It's snowing in Detroit. That's what it does in Detroit, Nikortilas. <laughs> <caught> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Nikolai is in Detroit because uh, for those of you who uh, watch his show, you already know this, uh, that show, uh, The Black Report on Fox News is anchored um, uh, in um, from, I should say, Detroit. And that's why he's in Detroit during the week and then uh, in pops to California and places unknown on the weekend. Uh, to do his other work, <laughs> including his uh, program that he hosts for us on Sundays, which we love, called A More Perfect Union. Sundays on the 10s, only on KBLA Talk 1580. Let me jump into uh, uh, some politics between now and the bottom of the hour before we s- shift gears and talk to Cheryl Dorsey about this horrible beating in Memphis. you have thoughts on that for starters, Ani Quarterly? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, the, the story just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. I don't know if if uh, if your listeners have had a chance to to listen to the mom uh, you know sort uh, you know, in that story, but you know uh, you know it, it shines a light on the culture of policing uh, and you know one of the uh, police officers that was involved was black right and and uh, you know that is problematic now, there are a lot of people that will say that you know uh, uh, when it comes to uh, you know these sorts of acts of violence. Uh, that it's nothing new right we you know we, we've certainly seen this before but you know with all the calls for police reform uh, and for an incident like this to happen uh, it really raises the question of whether or not you know this is just sort of a random occurrence or whether this is this is an indictment you know on what people have have called sort of forward momentum uh, in in uh, cleaning up the culture of policing this definitely feels like many steps back uh, in recent efforts.
0: Yeah. Um, To your point, uh, these cops were, in fact, black. Not just one, uh, multiple cops. I mentioned earlier uh, that uh, uh, five cops have been fired now. All of them are black. Uh, And two fire department officials, um, firefighters uh, who were on the scene, have been fired as well. So seven people fired so far, five cops, two firefighters, uh, and uh, as you probably know, Uh, Ben Crump uh, has taken the case. And so it's going to get it's going to get crunk now that Crump uh, is on the scene. Um, But uh, he's um, in charge of this case now uh, representing the family. So much more to come about this Tyree Nichols case. We'll talk about this more in depth in just a few minutes, a few moments, when uh, former LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey, who tracks these issues, um, joins us after news, traffic, and sports at the bottom of the hour. Let me move from Tyree Nichols um, to Kevin McCarthy. Uh, again, you're covering these issues every day on Fox Soul's Black Report and i raised this issue i guess yesterday on this program day before yesterday but it is um it's sort of sick and sad to watch kevin mccarthy engaged in this effort every day uh to deny committee assignments to deny seats to certain democratic members who are on his um his hate list um but 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 how how are you covering and, and what do you make of the politics the ugly politics of kevin mccarthy uh again uh uh, making sure that certain Democrats, uh, including uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, Adam Schiff, and others, are denied important committee seats seats they've held uh, long-standing.
1: You know, it, it is—it's really—it's uh, disappointing, but not surprising. Uh, McCarthy, uh, you know, kicked off uh, uh, Representative Schiff and Representative Swalwell uh, from the Intelligence Committee, and at a time where. You know, we're doing everything we can to protect the home front. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that we saw the uh, the the breach uh, right here on the home front in terms of the uh, January 6th uh, capital insurrection. Uh, we know that threats to white supremacy continue to challenge uh, the homeland. There was a homeland security report that came out late last year uh, that made that very clear. And so, you know, these are challenging times in terms of uh the, you know protecting the national security uh interest of this country at home and abroad and so for uh speaker mccarthy and in, in one of his first acts as speaker uh you know to uh you know demonstrate pure act of retribution um you know it seems beneath the office uh, of the speakership again uh you know disappointed but not surprised uh, and the question is really going to be, how do Democrats respond to this? Mm-hmm. Uh, how will Hakeem Jeffries, uh, the Democratic leader, how will he respond to this? What tools does he have at his disposal, uh, to, uh, support and defend his members? Um, you know, or does he just have to find, you know, another two Democrats, uh, to replace them in the meantime until, uh, Democrats, uh, potentially win back control of the House of Representatives two years from now?
0: Yep. And with regard to Adam Schiff specifically, Schiff was the chair of the Intelligence Committee. And of course, this is, uh, as New Quarterly I said, their retribution, it's payback. Uh, as James Brown, the father, the godfather might say, uh, the big payback. Uh, you recall Adam Schiff, of course, of California. Uh, Led the impeachment hearings against Donald Trump. And so they definitely want to get him back. So he goes from being the chair of the Intelligence Committee, not to being the ranking member, but to being kicked off the committee altogether. Uh, Again, uh, just ugly, uh, nasty, divisive um, politics. Um, But that's what you're getting uh, these days from Kevin McCarthy. Uh, the new speaker, uh, who, uh, as I said, is behaving in ways I believe are beneath the office that, that he holds to be denying people committee seats, because typically that's how it would work. If you're the chairman, you go from being the chairman mm-hmm. uh, when the other party takes over to being the ranking member. And that just means that you're the top Democrat uh, on the committee. But they kicked him off completely. Uh, so I digress on that point. You can see Kevin McCarthy for who and what he is. When we come forward, speaking of national security, uh, we'll get Lai, uh thoughts on uh, this story that continues to grow about Biden's classified documents. Um, comparisons continue to be made between uh, the classified documents they found in Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort and documents they found in Biden's um, uh, office and residence. And so we'll talk about these classified documents and how that story continues to have legs when we come forward with our host of A More Perfect Union, Dr. Niko de la Corte on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Good thing we've got three hours. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Right now, indeed now, it right does. Now. With our guest uh, in this uh, first half hour, Dr. Nick Quartelike host of Foxo's nightly Black Report, and uh, of course host of a More Perfect Union, our Sunday public affairs show. Heard on the tens here on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Um, Quartelike, let me let me pivot now in the time we have left here to these uh, classified documents. Uh, that uh, they have found in uh, a couple of different places uh, in the residence, in the office of uh, President uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, documents found uh, when he was vice president. Um, what's, your, what's your take on this story? It's a developing story. It continues to change. But as you heard me say a moment ago, and you know this well anyway, these comparisons from the right continue to be made between um, classified documents found in Trump's possession and classified documents found in Biden's possession. Your take on this.
1: Well, I think one of the best things that could have happened to the president uh, was the fact that there were classified documents that were found at at the residence of former Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, this is even after Mike Pence has been uh, out there uh, in the media, sort of talking about uh, how you know confidential classified documents you know should never find their way in, into somebody's home, and you know he had done an interview with David Muir. Uh, of ABC late last year, you know, where he said, I don't have any classified documents, I have no reason to have them. And then here we are. Uh, we discover that there are about a dozen classified documents uh, uh, in the the private residence of former Vice President uh, Mike Pence. And so it's probably the best gift that President Biden could have gotten, and quite frankly, uh, former President Trump, uh, because it points to a more systemic issue in terms of uh, how we govern, uh, the classification of documents and, you know, uh, how easy it is for classified documents to get mixed up with other personal documents and end up outside of the White House and outside of, of, of where they should be. And so this is a very bright line. It represents a very bright line, uh, to be drawn between the unknowing conduct of officials like Biden and Pence. On one hand, and the intentional and perhaps criminal behavior of former President Donald Trump, who from available evidence not only was aware that he had classified documents, but purposely spirited them away. He, you know, he purposely, uh, you know, fought uh, the Justice Department and fought uh, the National Archives who were trying to get them back.
0: Mm. I um. I'm 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 pausing here because there are two things I want to I want to push you on, interrogate you on. The first is um, this: we live in a world now where we're all working long hours, and frankly, I was about to say we all take work home with us. In reality, many of us are working from home these days, um, and so I don't want to make this much ado about nothing. But it is fascinating for me that this conversation continues to grow and grow and grow. When again, when we we live in a world where we we work long hours. Every one of us when we leave the office ends up taking work home with us. I understand the distinction that these documents are classified, but given to your point that Trump did it, and Pence did it, and Biden did it, and I suspect if we knew uh, the the history of every president, I suspect every president probably has done it, done this, every vice president done it at some point. Again, I don't want to make it much ado about nothing, but in a world again where we all take work home with us, I'm trying to figure out you know where the rub is here if that makes sense to you.
1: I I think the rub is what do you do when you discover that you have those documents, Mm -hmm. those sensitive classified documents, you know, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a, as a university professor, uh, as a researcher, you know, uh, you know, anytime uh, anybody's proposing doing any academic research, there's something called an IRB process that you have to go through where you have to state, you know, how you intend to, protect human subjects? How do you intend uh, to keep any confidential information that they provide to you? How do you intend to keep that safe, right? Mm-hmm. It may be keeping transcripts in a, in a, in a lockbox or, you know, uh, uh, you know, a host of other ways in which you might pledge to keep that information safe. Well, it's no different in terms of national security, right? Uh, there are certain procedures and processes uh, that have been in place. Now, the question is whether or not those procedures, those processes, those standards, those practices, whether or not they're working. And based on the information we know today uh, on the classified documents that have been found in the private residence of President Biden, uh, former Vice President Trump, uh, Trump, former Vice President Pence, and former President Trump, uh, you know, we know that the standards, practices, and processes that govern how we collect and how we track uh, and keep safe classified documents may not be working. And that in itself may pose a national security risk uh, to the country. I mean, imagine if you're just, you know, a visitor at Mar-a-Lago and you wandered into some place you shouldn't be, right, and discovered documents that you should have never seen, right? And so uh, this is going to continue to grow. I suspect that there are probably other elected officials Uh, who have access to classified materials that may uh, be surprised that they uh, have these materials a little closer than they think.
0: Just playing devil's advocate here, but just as you could have been at Mar-a-Lago, to take your metaphor... Um, or your example, you could have been at Mar-a-Lago and wandered into the wrong room and saw some documents you shouldn't have seen. You could have done the same thing if you were at Mike Pence's house or Joe Biden's house. You could have wandered into the wrong room and seen some documents you couldn't have seen. To your point, all three of them we now know have had these documents in their personal spaces. Um, I guess the question is whether or not in 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 the politically divisive uh, context that we live these days, whether or not you think the argument that you tried to sell me earlier uh, works with the with, with the broader American public. That is this notion that for some people it's unknowing behavior, to use your phrase, and for other people it's sinister behavior. You think you can sell that? With will, will, will that dog hunt, as they say down in Texas?
1: I think we need more information. I think I think there are, there are several investigations that are afoot. There's still more information uh, to be learned, but I think it's a very reasonable question to ask once you discovered that you had classified documents that you shouldn't have had, uh, what did you do? Right. Um, uh, I, I think most Americans on this issue are inclined to not assume malintent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, th- but I think, uh, based upon the track record of the of former president Trump, for example, you know, and, you know, his, uh, resistance to provide information, uh, when it was requested, you know, I think that that became a story unto itself that, 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 that allowed for a, a, a lot of suspicion, mm-hmm. uh, to generate. And so I I think Americans are a bit more concerned about the cost of eggs and orange juice and, uh, and rent being too high and, uh, making sure that they are, uh, Hold on to their jobs and don't get caught up in these mass layoffs uh, that that tend to be growing uh, uh, by each each passing day. I think more Americans are concerned about that than these documents, but it doesn't make the issue any less
0: important. No, I agree on that. But I was also thinking as you were talking uh, back to your phrase, uh, "unknowing behavior." um, If you or I get pulled over, specifically as black men, if we get pulled over in this country, Mm -hmm. uh, you you see where I'm going with this. We get pulled over by the cops. Which we'll talk about here in just a moment. That's how Tyree Nichols ended up being murdered, uh, killed by uh, cops, uh, some of them black, uh, five of them black. Um, If we get put over uh, and we tell the cop, well, I didn't didn't see the sign or I didn't know this, that or the other. They're going to tell us, as we've all heard, that ignorance of the law is no excuse. That applies to everyday people. It applies to Nicodela, to Tavis, to Letitia, and Jamal. Uh, They tell us in a heartbeat that ignorance of the law is no excuse. But when it comes to classified documents in their residences, then we get this phrase, Unknowing behavior. I take your point. I'm just saying, if it were you Mm -hmm. and me, we wouldn't be treated that way, (laughs) Nick Cordelai.
1: Touche, touche. Touche, touche. I can't. I can't I can't argue against that. I think you're I think you're
0: right. Yeah, no, that's that's the way I see it. Um, uh, and uh, one standard for the one standard for all the rest of us, and another standard for presidents and vice presidents. I digress on that that you know, but I think we agree on this. That's all the more reason why I believe that Merrick Garland has to prosecute Donald Trump. <laughs> that was a, that was a serious quantum leap. I understand that, but the point I'm making obviously is that there can't be one standard for them and one standard for all the rest of us. I digress on that point. He has a show he has to do. He is the co Host of Foxho's Nightly Black Report, which he needs to get ready for. Uh, he's also the host, uh, and we are thankful for it, uh, the host of our Sunday public affairs show, A More Perfect Union, and of course, our chief national political affairs analyst. And I'm always delighted to be in dialogue, if only for 30 minutes, with the Niko Alai Corte. Niko Alai, have a great show today. I'll be watching, uh, and thank you for your time. I appreciate you, sir.
1: Thank you. Always. You take care. Lucky. Love you, KBLA. Talk to <laughs> We love
0: you. We, we love you back and we love you black. When we come uh, forward, uh, a conversation with uh, former LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey about this troubling story developing uh, regarding Tyree Nichols. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, uh, pulled over uh, in a traffic stop by Memphis police uh, finds himself uh, dead. Uh, five officers, all black, have been fired to fire uh Officials have been fired as well in Memphis. uh, Bryn Crump has now taken over the case and uh, this autopsy, the the results were revealed yesterday, uh, found uh, extensive um, internal bleeding due to the beating that Tyree Nichols took from these cops. We'll talk to Cheryl Dorsey about it when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580.